Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the pastor of Church of the King, and I'm so pumped up that you're hanging out with us with our podcast today. I pray that God really speaks to you and that you're encouraged and inspired to live your life with everything you have for Him. Hey, I want to encourage you to check us out over at cotk.org. You can go there and learn all kinds of things about us and when our service times are. And speaking of our service times, I would love to invite you so that I could actually meet you personally on one of our weekend services. I promise you, your kids will love it. You'll have a great time and you'll have a blast. I pray today that God speaks to you through this word. God bless you. Uh, like Pastor Jason said, my name is Ryan Herzog, and uh, I'm honored and privileged to be a part of our team here. And I just want to take a moment. Every week I hear of people that watch online, and then they ended up making their way and kind of checking us out or joining our church or, or doing something. So I just want to look online, and there's some special people, um, which we'll hear about in a second. There's some special people to me that are also uh, on a plane and I think are watching online this morning. So I just want to look into the camera and say, hey, if you're watching online, we are so thankful that you're watching with us, that you're participating in worship this morning. If you're local to the area, we want you to come check it out if you feel comfortable. If you're not, keep watching online. We, we love that God has you there. God can do just as much through that camera as he can sitting in the room. So before I jump in today, I just want to introduce myself to you, like Pastor Jason said a little bit. I, I got the privilege. I'm a New York kid um, that moved to Texas about eight years ago. And Never going back is the reality. Once you move to Texas, you don't leave. I've been trying to tell my parents and my family that, but once you move here, you, you really don't move, leave. And, and I'm stuck even more, um, and some of you will understand this. I had the privilege, actually the honor, of marrying a Katie Tiger. Yeah. So you know that I'm really stuck, stuck. Even if I wanted to go back, I'm not allowed to leave to go back. And I think we have a picture of her and... That's me and my wife, and that's our baby girl that we had three months ago. Her name is Lainey Brooke, um, and, and Pastor Jason said he, his goal was for you guys to like me. So I'm just going to show you another. I think there's another picture of just the, yeah, just her. So if y'all don't like me now, there's not much I can do. She's the best part of my world and, and of our life, and uh, she's incredible. She's in the nursery. I'm ready to go see her already. I miss her. Um, you know, I got the unique privilege because I get to be a part, I'm not a guest in this house, but I get to be a part of this house, but I'm also new enough where um, I kind of understand a little bit of somewhere when guests come. So this is normally a thing that a guest does, but this is important to me this morning. Um, I was on vacation last week with my family and uh, got to spend a few days away. And, and you know, when you have a three-month-old and you have eight hands instead of or you have eight people instead of two people, it's a lot easier. I mean, I didn't have to feed her. I didn't. I barely didn't have to change a diaper. My wife says I don't change diapers anyway. We'll let the Lord decide that one day, um, that argument. But truthfully, you know, and then coming home uh, over the last few days and, and now this morning again, I didn't change her diaper this morning. I came here. But, um, you know, you, you really begin to figure out, man, I had it really good last week. I didn't have to do a lot. My parents and my sisters, they helped us a ton. And, and I think the same is true for here. Sometimes when you come and you sit at Church of the King, I think that we got it really good with our lead pastors, um, Jason and Stephanie, and, and they're incredible. I, I don't think sometimes when you're in the midst of something, you don't really understand how incredible it is. And uh, so I just want to take a moment. I know he's probably watching online. He might not be. I'm not sure. PJ, if you are, thanks for watching. Um, but I just want, if we could, uh, if we could just put our hands together and just honor our pastors this morning. They're incredible. They, they really, really are. I, I mean this with everything 
inside of me. I, my wife and I have walked through some of the best seasons of our lives, some of the hardest seasons of our lives. And without Pastor Jason and, and Stephanie, I mean, it, it might look a lot different. So, so they're incredible, PJ. We love you, Stephanie. We love you. Really, the whole Robertson family. I mean, just an incredible family. I, I, before I jump in, I promise there's a message here as well. I, I am the small groups uh, and spiritual development director here at Church of the King. So I, I'm not going to give up this opportunity. Um, God's doing some incredible things in our church. Uh, and I'm new to the story of Church of the King, but, I, but, I, but we've been coming for a little bit now. And, and the thing that's impacted me the most here it's really been a small group that my wife and I got the chance to lead and be a part of. Um, man, there's story after story of what our small group has meant to us and done for us over the last few months. So I'm going to encourage you today, if you're interested in a small group, and all of you need to be, because life is really designed to be done in community. It's designed to be done in circles, not just the row you sit in. This is an incredible time on Sunday morning and sitting in a row and worshiping, and it's all important but life really is going to happen, in my opinion, in that circle and those people and those relationships that you get with. It's living life with like-minded people and, and knowing that I have a goal in front of me and getting to that goal is going to be easier when there's people on my team, um, not just sitting next to me. So my, my talk this morning is you're going to make it. So I'm going to ask if you look to your neighbor, uh, to your left or your right, you pick. I'm not the judge here. If you would just say, hey, you're going to make it. Now look at the other one that you don't like as much, and you say, hey, you're going to make it too. <laughs> you're going to make it. If you take your two fingers and you put them here on your wrist with me this morning, you might feel a couple of beats. I can't do it. I have a watch on right now. But some of you might do. That's called a pulse. And here's my point today. If you feel that, well, if you don't feel that, I don't know what to say to you this morning, but if you do feel that, I want you to understand that God's still moving and working and he still wants to use your life. That if you have that pulse, if you have the life today, that, that God wants to do something incredible with your life. And he's got a plan and he's saying to us this morning, he's been saying to me for a while, hey, Ryan, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Would you pray with me? God, we, we thank you. We thank you that we get the opportunity to be alive, God, that we get the opportunity to sit in this place and to hear from you and, and to worship you. God, we thank you for what your son did on the cross for us in Jesus. God, would, you, would it not be my words this morning, but would it be yours? Would you help me get out of the way, God, and would you speak to, to me and to our church and to our, our family this morning? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been in the in-between? And if you've been in the in-between, you know what I'm talking about, the in-between. Like in this moment of feeling like, hey, I'm not really sure what's next. I'm not really sure why we're even moving. I'm just in the in-between. Anybody ever been there before, in the in-between? Yeah, you're not, you're not, one or two people have, awesome. <laughs> okay, three, so I got three, awesome. About two and a half years ago, uh, God threw me into the in-between. We were living uh, south of Katy in the Single Ranch area, an incredible uh, one-bedroom apartment, just loving it with our dog, and, and, and just incredible. One of the, one of the I, I don't know, just being young, married, and uh, just, just loving life. And my wife said to me, hey, babe, I think we need to move. I'm like, babe, I'm not sure. This is a nice apartment, you know what I mean? Like, like, we're doing okay here. We don't need to move. My wife said, no, we need to move. I want to have a baby. I'm like, well, babe, 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 babe. I like things like our apartment the, the calmness of our life, 
and money. Any parent in here is laughing because you know when you had a baby, the money thing is just gone. No more, okay? But, but, but that moment thrusted me into the in-between. I knew that we were uh, not staying where we were, but we hadn't gotten to where we were going to be yet. So I'm, now I'm stuck in between. I'm stuck in this moment of, God, okay, I know you're calling me out of something, and I know you're calling me to something, but what do I do in the middle? So this morning, I wanted to share with you just three points that are simple that I've learned over the, my, my life about being in the in-between and, and this idea that you're going to make it. And the first one is this. When God says move, move. And when God says stay, stay. When God says move, move, and when God says stay, stay. In Numbers 9, 22 and 23, and this is uh, from the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, and there's a lot that goes on with this. I'm just going to read this little portion of it, but, but if you go back and read the story, uh, this is about the tabernacle and the cloud and the pillar of fire and, and all of that. It's a great, incredible story, but I just want to read this scripture because I think it's important today. In Numbers 22, it says, whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. And when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped. And at the command of the Lord, they set out. You see, what would happen was the Israelites, they, they, they had a, a tabernacle or the Holy of Holies, and, and, and it was there, and God sent his presence in the form of a cloud and a pillar to help guide them in those moments. And, and believe me, there's a lot more to it. I'm just kind of highlighting over it quickly this morning, but there's a lot to it. Um, and, and this is what would happen was is the Israelites would camp, and the cloud would stay there, and then in the morning or in the middle of the night, or whenever, really, they wanted to, when God wanted to, the cloud would move, and then the Israelites would pack up camp, and they'd move with it. And there'd be days where they would have, like, every day, they'd be moving. If you, if you really study it, every day, every, like, hour, they'd, they'd have to keep moving. They'd have to keep moving. And then there were seasons where the cloud wouldn't move at all, and they would have to stay encamped. They would have to stay there, and they'd have to, they'd have to stay where they are, with what God's doing, maybe not sure, like, hey, God, why are we not moving anymore? We used to move every day, and now we're not moving at all, and I'm not sure what the plan is. I'm not sure what it is, but, but the reality is, is what's our cloud a little bit? You know, the cloud there was to represent Jesus, or to represent God and his presence over the tabernacle. But I think the reality is, sometimes in our life today, that, that our cloud looks a little bit different. You know, maybe our cloud looks like numbers attached to a, a, a pay stub and a and job that we have. And maybe we move because, hey, there's more money over there. Hey, maybe we move because that's a better opportunity over there. And I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm not against any of those things at all. Believe me, I hope you make more money. I hope you become really rich. I hope you can take me to the golf course when you do. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is do we move when God says move? Or do we move, do we move when something else tempts us to move? And there's another side of this. Do we stay when God says stay? Two and a half years ago, if you know my story at all, I came to faith at the age of 18 out of a, just a crazy lifestyle. I mean, God radically saved my life. Um, just dealing with addiction and struggles and pains. And, and on, on nine days for my 18th birthday, sitting in a parking lot of a gas station in New York, I, I just said, God, I'm done with this. 
either I don't want to be here anymore or I need you to do something to, to me. And I called a friend and she said, hey, I don't know what it is, but I'm missing something. And she said, yeah, it's Jesus. And I gave my life to Jesus and God began to move me in incredible ways. Why do I say all that? Because my story that ended up going to school in Virginia, making my way, God was just making his way, moving me to Texas. School in Virginia, took a job here in Texas as a youth pastor and, and just was loving life. And then about two and a half years ago, I felt in my spirit, you just know down in your knower, like you just know because you know. I felt God said, hey, you're a part of a credible ministry. I'm doing incredible things, but it's time to move. And I'm like, God, like, like, like what do you mean, God? Like you called me here. You took me from New York, from like, uh, like all the way down here to be here at this church. And, and, and what do you mean move? And I, I didn't know how to explain it. I, I talked to literally pastors on our team and different people and people I trusted. And I said, I don't know what to say. I just know that God's saying move. So, so you know, what did I do? I started creating a resume and sending it to churches all over and trying to interview. And, God, and God's like, no, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just move. I'm like, God, like, what are you talking about? God, I thought you called me to do ministry. I thought you called me to be a part of the local church. Like, like what do you mean? And I, I just heard it, it. God said, hey, move. You know, in my mind, I always thought that I'm here right now, so if I'm going to move, it's going to be into a better job, into more responsibility, into more everything. It's going to be better for me. It's going to be a better situation. It's going to be a better church, whatever it's going to be. You know what God said to me? He said, hey, you're here. I'm not just talking about moving forward in progression. I don't always work forward. God said, just move. And, I hit, and he said, step sideways. I'm like, God, you, you want me to step out of ministry? He said, yeah, move. And I just knew it in my spirit. So my wife and I, we decided to take a job outside of ministry in the communications field. And I was terrible at it, like just not good. And so when Pastor Jay said I could communicate, I don't know what he was thinking. But... <laughs> But, but the reality was is God said move, and, and, and we moved. And it ended up being the best season of my life. I think the best is in front of me, but I, truthfully, it was probably one of the best, healthiest seasons for my wife and I in our marriage. We got to welcome a little girl. We, I mean, we walked through some real-life family stuff together in this season. And, and God knew. God said, hey, I, I, I know you think it's this way, but I'm just telling you to move, and will you move when I say move? So we took that move of faith. We said, God, I'm going to move over here. I'm going to take this job. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to be in ministry. I'm going to step out of my calling. And, you know, for the first nine months, I thought to myself, I've missed my window. Man, God had this perfect plan for me, and I was going to do great things, and I was going to do all this stuff, and, and you know, I was going to speak on stages, and people were going to get radically saved, and all, all of the stuff. And I'm like, man, I've really blown it. I, I shouldn't have moved. I should have stayed where I am. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. And God said, no, no, move. And, and, you know, so I had this first struggle about seven months of this idea. And then finally, I heard God say to me again, not audibly, but just down in that spirit. And I said, he, God said, I'm moving you again. And I'm like, well, shoot, God, I didn't like the last move. Do I got to do this one? Like, like, do I have to? And he said, I'm moving you again. So my wife and I, we got a call from a friend of ours in Frisco, Texas, who, who's a youth pastor up there. And he said, hey, I want you to come and interview and be on our team up here. And I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, babe, I'm in. God said move, we're moving. We're going back to church life. I loved what I was doing, but, but I'm like, I'm going back. I'm moving. So we go up there, this incredible weekend, an incredible church, incredible pastor. 
And we stay there for a weekend, and we come home, and I'm on the way home, and I'm excited. I'm like, babe, we're moving. We're good. And my wife says, we're not going. I'm like, babe, God said move. We got to move. I'm starting to preach this to her. Like, he said move. She's like, we're not going. She said, God's telling me to stay. God's telling us to stay. I'm like, well, babe, God better say that to me, okay? Because, you know, I'm, I, I make decisions here. I know, I'm just But <laughs> I don't. I don't make any decisions. Anybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> but, but God says, no, and my wife says, no, just so clearly. She says, God, no, God's saying stay. He's got something for us here. And I, and I really said that to her. I said, God, you're going to have to tell me to stay because I'm going to move. You told me to move, I'm moving. And you know what God said to me? He said, listen to your wife. Like, God, you could have just said stay. That would have been even better, right? <laughs> like, no, he said, listen to your wife. He said, trust your wife. So we stayed. Gave up an incredible opportunity, something I was so excited about. But, but I just knew in my spirit, and my wife really knew. And she just said, God said, stay. About a month later, you know, in the COVID season, my wife and I, we had been in church and kind of a little bit tired with church. So we didn't do church like a lot. Tons. We would watch on Sunday morning just to say we watched it. I mean, you know, you know the COVID life. And, and you know, we put it on and then we do all kinds of other stuff in the middle. And, and about February or, or January of this year, our friends invited us to a place called Church of the King. And we walked in and, and we just felt home. And, and, and I really felt like my wife said, she said, God said to stay because of this place. And, you know, when we first came, we didn't think, hey, God's going to give you an incredible job. You're going to get to work with incredible people. You're going to get to reach and do ministry again. No, no, no. We just knew that for us in our marriage, we needed a place like this where we could dive in deep with people that like or like-minded and, and believe the same thing about Jesus that we did, that it was important for us. So what do we do? We began to dive in deep into our church here. I'm going way too far with this story. But anyway... <laughs> And then a few months later, Pastor Jason approached me and said, hey, we're looking at this. Would you be interested? In, and I, my wife and I knew it. She had told me literally probably four months before Pastor Jason ever said She said, you're going to work there. I'm like, babe, you don't have to be this smart all the time, okay? Like, <laughs> I, know, I love you, but you're not like, this is getting ridiculous now. God, can you speak to me a little bit maybe? <laughs> but the point of all that is trust your wife to move when God says move. And stay when God says stay. If God's saying to move, I'm telling you right now, you need to move. I don't know what that means for you. But even more, I, I think often what's going to take more faith, in, in my opinion, is that God's going to say stay. And the grass is going to look really green over there. And you know why he's telling you to stay? Because you need to water the grass that you're standing on. So if God says move, move, and if God says stay, stay. My second point this morning is this idea of holiness over happiness. God began to really teach me this idea of holiness over happiness. You know, I've preached this point a lot in my life personally and even to some different people and, and, and places. And it wasn't until recently that I used to say this a lot. Man, this is on a, what's that thing called in our house? Uh, like the board that it's on? A letter board or something, whatever, something creative and cool. I put it in the bedroom to make me look spiritual when people stay at our house. Um, it's this holiness over happiness, and I've thought a lot about this. And I used to say this a lot, and it wasn't until recently that I understood that if I take steps towards holiness, I'm not forgetting about happiness, but truthfully, when I step towards holiness, 
When I step towards being holy, I step into the things that God wants for me. I step into the person that God wants me to be. And what happens is I'm happy. Why? Because I'm doing exactly what God has asked me to do in my life. It's not holiness over happiness, even though that's the point this morning. It's, it's meaning, yes, there are moments in our life that we need to pursue holiness, not just our happiness. You know, there, there's moments in life where we get situations and times where, where we could either choose to be happy or we could choose to be holy. And in those moments, believe me, the holiness is the way to go. I've done the happiness and it doesn't get you anywhere. But the holiness eventually, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment, when you take steps towards holiness, it ultimately leads to more happiness. And, and in the church world, a thing called joy that we call it. Scripture, Psalm 37, 4 says this, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in the Lord. Take steps towards holiness, and he's going to give you the desires of your heart, that happiness, that joy. God's plan for holiness is ultimately to produce happiness and joy in my life. God wants me to step towards holiness because he knows if I do, it's going to make life a whole lot better, a whole lot easier, a whole lot less challenging. You know, most challenges happen when I choose, hey, God says go this way, and I choose to go this way. That's when life normally gets pretty difficult. <laughs> but if we just, and I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying God's all about being easy and prosperity. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. There's challenges in, in walking with God. There, there, there's hard moments of faith of saying I'm going to step towards holiness, even though the whole world tells me to do this, to do that, to do this. I'm going to step in my purity. I'm going to, whatever that is, whatever that is, I'm going to not look at this. I'm going to fight off that addiction, whatever that is, I'm going to take a step. I'm not saying it's not challenging. What I'm saying is when we step towards holiness, that it ultimately produces God's happiness and joy in our life. The truth is there's a lot of things that will make us temporarily, temporarily happy but not holy. And my third point, and this is uh, what I'll close with today. I, I don't know. Oh, there's a timer up there. That's nice. Um, I said to Josh, this is no lie, right, Josh? I'm not lying. I said to him, I said, what time am I supposed to be done? I should have asked this question way earlier before that video was playing. <laughs> point, my third point is this. Progress rather than perfection. You remember the title of the talk was you're going to make it. You're going to make it. So, so how are we going to make it? One, we're going to move when God says move, and we're going to stay when God says stay. Two, we're going to choose our whole, we're going to choose God's, God's holiness. And I, I forgot this point earlier, but holy just simply, if you don't know, means just to be set apart. That, that whole, to be holy means to be set apart for God. Truthfully, like, if someone looks at you, they can probably say, hey, he's leaning towards holiness or he's leaning towards the world. It's probably pr pretty easy. So get somebody that loves you and say, hey, this area of your life, you need to lean a little bit more towards holiness. And this area, you need to lean. I'll stop there. <laughs> but my third point is progress rather than perfection. You know, in Philippians 3, it says this, verse 12 and 13 says, not that I've already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. Took him. That's not even a word. Sorry, Lord. Brothers and sisters, I'm just, you wrote it. I'm just misreading it. That's all right, God. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. You know what Paul's saying here? He's saying the goal isn't perfection. 
The goal is progress. You know, our world tells us that you got to be perfect at it. You got to, you got to be this, or if you're going to ever make it in life, if your Instagram has to look like this, or or your Facebook, or, or your your job needs to be this, your income needs to be this, or your your parenting style, which I'm learning now, needs to be this, or you, you can't do screen time. You can't do screen time with the kids. I don't even know, but I just know that God has been telling me in my life, hey Ryan, it's not about being perfect. It's about making progress. Are you walking with Jesus daily? Are you taking steps towards him and with him? Because the reality is, is there's only been ever been one person that is perfect. And that's Jesus. And he laid his life down. He became imperfect for you and I. So, so that we could have life and have it forever and eternity with him. And the reality is, is that God is saying, hey, you just worry about progress I've already taken care of heaven. I've already taken care of your soul when you trusted Jesus. But now life is more about progress than it is about perfection. You're not going to perfect the Christian life. Even though you might make it, even though your Instagram might think you might make it look like you have perfected the Christian life. I'm young too. I'm saying Instagram. I'm sorry. Some of you are like, what is Instagram in here? I'm like, (laughs) my people up here get me a little bit. But. Even though your life on the outside might look perfect, we all know the reality of humans is that we're not. That, uh, so my, my point this morning is that it's more about progress in the Christian life. Am I getting better? I, I want to do something really quick, and I'm going to end with this. My, my man, would y'all come up here real fast? Would y'all give it up for these two? I should. Come on. One of you, sta- one, somebody stand here. Somebody stand there. Man, good-looking youth in here. Y'all, are y'all both high school students? Just graduated. I mean, going to college. Man, right? Look at that. Senior year. Come on. Y'all give it up for these two. We got good-looking youth in here. Y'all making me look bad up here. Um, what's my point? Progress rather than perfection. Take a step up a little bit right here and face, face that way. And you take a step and face that way. You know, oftentimes life looks like this. When we walk with God, you know, uh, I think oftentimes we're, we're somewhere about here in our life. And, and you're like, what do, what do you mean? And I'm saying that, that this is a representation of where I used to be. This is, this is a representation of who I used to be, what I used to do. And this is a representation of, of who I want to be, who God's calling me to be. And the truth is, you know, I think we probably land about here because, you know, I'm thankful, God, that I'm not who I used to be, even though he looks good back here. And, and, but, but you know what else I'm thankful for? That I have something that I'm supposed to be. That God's calling me to be something incredible. That God wants to use me in his kingdom. That God wants me to take steps towards him. Progress in my faith. God doesn't... I've heard this so many times that that, that I just think God's going to leave me where I am. God doesn't leave anybody where they are. Because if he left us where we are, we'd be dead and broken in in a sinful, fallen world. You know, the reality is is that God sent his son. He proved to it that he doesn't want to leave you where you are. Why? He sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come to earth and to die for you so you don't have to stay where you are. 
you know, so God puts us in the middle, and he, he's like, you know, people get all on their feelings and stuff, and they're like, I'm not, I'm not ever going to be anything. You know, I, I'm here today to say, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to keep trying. And you know what the reality is? Do this. When I step, you look at me. When I step, you step. This is the reality of what happens with God, truthfully. I, I, I take a step. All right, God, I'm going to do my quiet time every day. It just moves a little bit farther. You know, but you know the great thing about that is that gets farther behind me. That, that does. It gets farther behind me. You know, God, we stand in the middle, and, and we just say, take another step with me. Boom. Now I'm coming to church every Sunday. Whatever it is. You know, and the, the, what I love about this illustration and this story is that I might not be who I want to be. I might not be as athletic as I want to be anymore. I might not be well, all of these things. I think God's got a greater purpose. The best days are in front of us. The best days in my life are in front of me. I did a marriage recently, and I, I remember saying to them, hey, today is not the, your wedding day is not the best day of your life. It's the beginning of your life. That God wants to do more in your future than he wants to do in your past. But... We got to take steps. You keep moving. Because we got to take steps. And thank you. You all can sit down. So my last question this morning is, what's your step? I truly believe that God's saying move when God says move. God's saying stay when God says stay. God's saying choose holiness, not just happiness. That, that God's saying it's about progress, not just perfection. Rather, Really, it's progress rather than perfection. But this morning, I, I think he's saying to each one of us, what's your step? What, what's your step? Maybe it's baptism. Maybe, maybe you've given your life to Christ and you've never publicly said to the world through baptism that, that I'm going to live my life for Christ. Maybe your step that you're deciding that God's, and I don't put it on your heart. God does. I'll let the Spirit do his work in here. And, and he's saying, hey, your next step is baptism. You need to go public with your faith through baptism. Maybe he's saying the next step is serving in our church. Maybe he's saying, hey, you've been coming and attending and you're loving it and you're, but, but, but God's saying, hey, if you want to go deeper in your walk, if you want to grow in your Christian walk, that you need to serve in the local church. We have incredible volunteers. Sometimes we have the same people. Our church is incredible and, and growing. And, and, you know, maybe I, I just believe wholeheartedly that there's people in here that God's saying serve. And, and we're going to see God do incredible things over this next year because you decide to say, I'm going to take my next step. I'm going to serve take my next step and because this is my area maybe for all of you in here I'm not this is not this is from the Lord this morning all of you he's saying hey you need, your next step is joining a small group y'all laughing I'm serious God's saying that to you this morning he's, he told me to tell you this morning you need to join a small group I'm just kidding but maybe that's your next step maybe maybe you need to get plugged into a low into a small group you need to find people that are doing life and, and, and do life with them. Because life is going to keep happening. But it's about steps with God. Our pastor says it often. He said, nowhere in the Bible does it say that God says take a leap of faith. But no, he says take steps of faith. So this morning, what's your step? For some of you, it's not just 
sitting in a small group, or I'm gonna get bold in here in the name of Jesus. Some of you, it's leading a small group this next semester. Some of you, there's people that want to be plugged into our church, that want to be, be a part of what God's doing, and they, they don't have a place to sit in a small group because there's nobody willing to lead them. And I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying that there's a group out there, there's somebody in this room that you need to lead a small group, and, and you're going to see people that are not in our church come to our church through that small group. You're going to see people in this room that are dealing with things get breakthrough and help in that small group. You need to lead a small group. That's your next step. Maybe your step is I need to do my quiet time every day. Or I need to do it one time a week, maybe. Maybe I'm just going to pray one time a week. I'm going to set an hour in my busy schedule, and that's my step, God. I'm going to take a step towards you. I'm going to pray one hour a week. I don't know what it is. And then some of you, you're like me at 18 years old. You know, when I sat in that grocery store parking lot on a curb by myself, God said, hey, will you take a step? He didn't say it like that. I, I put cute words to it now. But he said, hey, would you take a step? And he said, would you step into a relationship with me? That, I, that you know the story that Jesus died on a cross, that he came to earth perfect, lived a sinless life, that he died on a cross, and rose on the third day to prove to us to, take, to, to rob death and to give us life for eternity. And that the only thing that, you know, Romans 10, 9 says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And the only thing he requires from us is saying, hey, God, I need you in my life. Hey, I want to have a relationship with you, Jesus. I believe what you did on the cross was for me. I want to spend eternity in heaven with you. And it's only by the power and by the blood of Jesus that it's possible. So maybe your step today is, I need to step into a relationship with Jesus. And truthfully, all these other steps are great. They're awesome. None of them will save you. There's one step that saves you. It's saying, yes, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. So I don't want to miss this moment today. I know God's saying to somebody, hey, you need to take a step into a relationship with me. So I'm going to ask that everyone, would you just bow your heads? I'm going to ask that if God's saying to you today, I need to take a step. I'm going to ask, actually, I'm going to ask everybody in the room, would you pray this prayer with me? Everybody in the room. God, would you come into my life? God, I know you died and rose again to save me from my sin. I need a relationship with you, God. I give you my whole life. Would you come in and be my savior? Nobody looking around today, just me. Here's what I believe. Some of you, you prayed that prayer for the very first time, asking Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. I'm not going to call you out. I'm going to make you walk up front. I'm not going to do any of that. But I am going to do something. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that when we make an internal decision, that if we make an outward emotion, that something just cements into our life. So I'm going to ask you this. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm just going to ask you, would you make an outward motion? Would you just raise your hand up and down real fast all over the room? If that was you, up and down all over the room. You still got time. I, I, I just feel it in here this morning. God, God wants 
somebody to say, hey, I need you to make that outward expression. I know you did it inside, but I need you to make that outward expression. Just raise your hand up and down right where you are. and it's about perfection. You know, God, because reality is is that I'm never going to be perfect on my own standing. But God, that it's through my relationship with you that I take on your righteousness, your, 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 your perfectness, God, and I get to spend eternity with you, God. But I, I, on this life now, God, my, my, my prayer is that we would take steps towards you and whatever that step is that we would have the boldness and the courage to take it this morning God and for some people in the room and maybe God it's taken I'm going to step away from something that makes me happy I'm going to step into something that makes me holy this morning or God maybe for some people in the room it's saying hey God's telling me to move we need to move or maybe it's God's telling us to stay I need to, I need to stay I'm not sure what it is God but I know that you know what it is you work in our life. God, we thank you that you meet us in this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can all stand to your feet. I'm just going to pray one more uh, prayer for us, a blessing, and, and then y'all can go on your day, enjoy lunch, and have a great day. But, but I want you to get this this morning. Take the step that God's telling you to take. It's going to make a world of difference in your life. It will make a world of difference in your life. Take the step that God is telling you to take. Father, I thank you for everybody that's walked in this place, everybody that's watched online. God, I pray that you would bless them, that you would give them boldness and courage to take steps of faith with you. God, I pray that they would have an incredible day, an incredible week, God, and that we would see them next week. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Y'all have an incredible day. We love you. Thank you so much for being here.